Many of us grew up in homes where we witnessed and learned models, behaviors, and beliefs that were less than complete, less than healthy. And then we go and live our lives and often project whatever it is we learned onto our relationships, onto our careers, and onto our life. And then we find ourselves in a cycle. Have you ever found yourself in a repetitive pattern, a repetitive belief, a repetitive behavior that isn't serving you? I have. (laughs) Most of us have chains of behaviors, beliefs, and modules that come from our parents, that come from their parents, that come from our great-grandparents. And we carry those chains around with us and we project these learned behaviors, these learned beliefs, these learned modules and patterns onto different areas of our life. And then we're less than all that we can be. And then we're less than happy, less than healed, less than empowered. We subconsciously or consciously carry these ancestral chains around with us and they hold us back. I know because I have them. So how do we heal and free ourselves from those learned ancestral chains? How do we remove these learned ancestral chains from the inheritance list for our kids, for our grandkids, for our great grandkids? Welcome to the Empower, Create, Encourage podcast. You're here with me, Alessandra Guerra. (laughs) Hi, welcome. Let's start with a deep inhale and deep exhale. Inhale gratitude and love. Exhale fear and doubt. Have any of you tried goat yoga? What's that like? Today's episode is how to empower, create, and encourage healing in your life. While there are many ways to do this, my focus is going to be internal because I believe everything is created from the inside out. Whatever we empower, create, and encourage internally, we empower, create, and encourage externally. The very first thing I want to share with you is a term called transitional character. This is a term created by Calfred Broderick, who is a respected family therapist. He describes a transitional character as a person who refuses to pass on the family pattern he or she inherited and who changes the entire course of a lineage. How beautiful is that? It is an empowered individual who decides to consciously heal whatever needs healing and empowers future generations to heal and ultimately changes the entire course of their lineage. This empowered individual heals himself or herself, and by doing so, allows and empowers others to do the same. Yay! Step one, identify what it is you need to heal from. Is there something in your life that you're carrying around that you haven't healed from? It can be something that has happened to you, perhaps a trauma or an experience or a loss or something that you learned while you grew up. There is another term called intergenerational trauma. It's trauma that comes from poverty, domestic violence, sexual abuse, or genocide or persecution. This trauma is passed on and intertwined in our generations. Why? Well, because as children, we see how our parents act. We witness these models, these behaviors, these beliefs. And more than anything, we feel the emotions in our household. We feel the way our parents process their emotions, the way our parents cope with conflict, the way our parents stress about finances, the way our parents argue, the way our parents show love, and we feel any fear in our household and any insecurities in our household. Whatever it is that we grew up with, whatever it is that was less than complete, less than healthy, we projected onto different aspects of our lives. 
A big one I have heard from a couple friends recently is the fear of divorce and how that has come from their parents divorced and how their parents divorce was either based on finances or infidelity. So now what do we do as children who are now adults or even who are still children? We now fear finances and infidelity. And how does this fear and insecurity affect us? Well, this fear of living in poverty is a fear that now holds us back. It keeps us chained to things that we think will keep us from poverty. This can be a job that is less than what makes us happy or chained to a relationship that has financial perks. It can give us a scarcity mindset of measuring a lack of things and seeing things only in the value of economics. Economical values? Think you know what I mean. I hope you know what I mean. And this scarcity mindset, this lack this I don't have this there's not enough this is huge from this is the big block and we've talked about this before that keeps us from being empowered to create what it is that we want so this fear of infidelity can also create tension and insecurity in a relationship this lack of I can't trust there's not enough and this is the potential to take a healthy relationship and turn it into an unhealthy relationship that has unfounded insecurities that pertain to that relationship. We bring a lot of stuff from our childhood or from prior relationships. Besides these feelings that we felt in our household, there are also patterns, there are also models and modules that we've learned. When I was growing up, we moved a lot. And I personally moved over 20 times, probably in the 30s now. And what that did is it made it really easy to get into the mindset of not opening up to people because we would soon have to say goodbye and I'd be moving. Or if there's some sort of conflict or anything, I was like, well, I'll probably be moving by the summer. So it just taught me to run and it just taught me to suppress emotion. So these are the patterns that I'm talking about. Moving a lot, what did that do for me? And how does that affect me now as an adult? I don't even want to tell you how it's affected me now as an adult. What I really want to point out is that anything we're insecure about or perhaps communication models that we've learned or social kills, <laughs> social kills or social skills that we've learned, anything that affects us in our daily lives, it affects us in the way we behave in relationships, the way we feel in relationships, the way we behave at work, the way we feel at work, how we behave and feel in job interviews. Essentially, these beliefs, these behaviors and patterns and models either propel us forward or they hold us back. I'll be very candid in saying that when we neglect healing, we cannot fully create the life we want. We are not fully empowered because we are denying parts of ourselves. And when we deny ourselves, it's the way we abandon ourselves. There is absolutely no empowerment in abandoning ourselves or any power in it. So my invitation today is for you to ask yourself this question. What do I need to heal from? This can be a belief, a pattern, or a behavior. Once you've identified what you need to heal from, commit. Commit and move forward. Step two, invest in yourself. To explore this concept of investing in yourself, I want to share a term called personal security. Personal security is a term that refers to our perception of our own self-worth our ability to regulate negative emotions like depression, anxiety, anger, frustration, and feelings of secure detachment. Secure attachment. So I want to talk a little bit about regulating negative emotions. So 
emotion regulation is how we process them and how we go from our baseline. So how we normally are, something happens and it spikes, we get upset, we get scared or whatever. And then regulating that is how we come back down to our baseline to where we were originally. That's a part of being personally secure. So talking about personal security, personal security cannot come from external sources of validation. It doesn't come from social media coverage, doesn't come from money, it doesn't come from anyone else but yourself. Oftentimes, and I'm in the process of healing this habit myself, oftentimes we tend to seek validation from external sources instead of giving ourselves validation and affirming our own personal security. So let's build our personal security. Do you set boundaries in your life? Do you set standards in your life? Do you honor them? As you honor them, you honor yourself. You're investing in yourself. Can you say no to something you don't want? Can you say yes to something you do want? Can you ask for help? (laughs) That's a big one for me. I have a hard time asking for help. Uh, But can you ask for help? That's an important one. I'm working on this one. Are you compassionate with yourself? If you're tired, do you take a nap? Do you cook for yourself? Do you believe in God? I do. And to be aligned with my belief, I strive to do things daily that make me feel his love because that's a huge thing in my life that makes me feel safe, anchored, loved, and gives me hope and purpose. Whatever it is for you, whatever builds your personal security or gives you internal validation, invest and do it. Personally secure people rely on their own internal validation. This can come from the love of God, from self-love, from self-compassion, from boundaries, or personal optimism. And this quality of being personally secure is the quality that's needed so that you are empowered to create the life that you want, the love that you want, the reality that you want, and the world that you want. We can't do that without being personally secure. So the invitation is... Do one thing a day that affirms and builds your personal security. Step three, love yourself. As I've made small investments in myself daily, I've loved myself more. And when I first heard this concept of love yourself, I was like, what does this even mean? It's just so weird. But this is what it means. So I believe love is shown through actions, small actions over time. And there there are parts of myself this is probably why this podcast has taken just a bit longer to do. Like I said, I've had a lot of opportunities to um, grow and just see, you know, where I was at and everything. And I've taken me three weeks. (laughs) Um, But what I've seen is that there's parts of myself that are a little bit less than what I would want them to be. There are parts of myself that are a little bit broken and parts of myself that are a little bit scared. And sometimes it makes me feel a little bit sad when those parts are, let's say, awoken. And that's okay. That's what I've realized. Because loving ourselves means loving all parts of ourselves and being patient with all parts of ourselves so that we can heal and so that we can be empowered to move forward and create the life that we want. Last year was an awakening moment when I realized I didn't really love myself as I could. I loved other people and lost myself in the sake of loving other people and in the name of love and in the name of self-compassion and in the name of being Christ-like, but I didn't really love myself or respect myself or honor myself or really have compassion for myself as I could have. 
And when I realized this last year, I was so sad because that sucks. And then I was thinking why. And when I was thinking about why, I identified some patterns, behaviors, beliefs that I learned in my childhood that genuinely made me believe that if I made sure other people were okay, I would be okay too. It was like I felt that if I were feeling other people's needs, I would have my needs satisfied too. But that's not true because we are all capable of being complete. Complete without needing someone else to filling to filling <laughs> to fill our needs. We can fill our own needs and we can love ourselves. And then that independence and the ability to be personally secure, that's the foundation for a healthy relationship with ourselves and with other people. But it begins with ourselves. It doesn't begin with someone else. It begins with our own healing so we can be complete people that are healthy, that can connect and build genuine connections with other complete and healthy people. I think far too often we romanticize this idea of, oh, someone else is going to come along and complete me, or I'm going to complete something else, something. I'm going to complete someone else. This is a romanticized idea that's false and it's lazy. It's a sign that we don't love ourselves enough to complete ourselves, to invest in ourselves. And I just want to say, I agree that people, friends and romantic partners can compliment us and can help us be better people because they have different strengths and weaknesses than us. But I don't agree that it's their work to complete us, that there's a thing as another half. No, completing me is my work, my work with me and with Christ. I found the atonement of Jesus Christ to be a beautiful and empowering thing that heals me from the inside out. Deciding to come to Christ, deciding to go to counseling, deciding to invest in myself daily, deciding to set boundaries, deciding to love myself, all these things can only be done through my own autonomy. All these things can only be done through your own autonomy. Why? Because we're empowered to take control of our own life. It's not something we can give to someone else nor something we should desire to hand over to someone else. Unless you want to collaborate and build a life with someone. And even then, there is a healthy and lasting way to do that. We can talk more about romantic relationships and how to empower, create, and encourage healthy love in another episode so I don't go on a tangent. <laughs> the point is that our healing work is our own to do our own investment work in ourselves, our own, our own loving ourselves. This is just our work to do. This is not something we can project onto someone else. I think so much happens when we, like I said earlier, we project these things onto other things or people, like career, job interviews, communication, social skills, all these things we project that's not up to other people to do. That's within our own autonomy to decide that we want to heal, we want to improve. I think there's so many times where I haven't loved myself or the parts of myself that weren't complete or that were underdeveloped. And I think it's not very kind. Love yourself. Love yourself for the parts of you that are complete and the parts of you that are not. Invest in yourself. Invest in your development, in your progression, in your joy, in your peace. You are worth the investment. You are worth the time. You're worth the risk. I promise you, once you start believing that and acting accordingly, accordingly, the quality of your life will change, whether that's in your career, in your vocational pursuits, in your relationships, whatever it is, once you believe you're worth investing in and you invest in yourself daily, the quality of your life will change and the parts of you that are less than what you want them to be, they will heal. 
So the invitation to step three is to take one small action daily that shows you, you love yourself. And that wraps up how to empower, create, encourage healing in your life. Step one, identify what it is you need to heal from. My invitation, once you've identified what you need to heal from, commit, commit and move forward. Step two, invest in yourself. My invitation to you is to do one thing a day that affirms and builds your personal security. Step three, love yourself. Take one small action daily that shows you you love yourself. And there you have it. That is the how to empower, create, and encourage healing in your life. It says ECE as one, two, three. I invite you to experiment with these steps and let me know how it goes. I want to know. Subscribe to this podcast because why not? Thank you for joining me. A truth I want to leave you with today is that you are empowered to create the life, the love, the reality, and the world that you want. I believe in you. Oh, thank you.